Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You ever think about using more gear in more ways? Well, now you can with the number two. Your freeze-dried meal transforms into a trowel for that pesky poop. And remember, you can eat where you poop, but don't poop where you eat. What's up, everybody? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who filters his own spit to use it again and again as all kinds of fluids and lubricants for all kinds of meals and drinks, Carl Mandrioli. Mm. Carl, what's going on, buddy? Are we going down the road of grossness today? Is that where we're headed? I'm just trying to always push the envelope. You're two for two. Two for two. With me today is a man who doesn't know the difference between a dessert and a desert, Derek Somerville. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't it the letter S? Is that the one? <laughs> <laughs> no, one's more of a food, one's more of a uh, sandy, oh, barren landscape. Right. But yeah. right, yeah, got it. Yeah, got so it. we've got. We kind of alluded to that we might get to the story at some point, but a series of unfortunate Canyonlands events. Mm, yes. yes, and yes. we have a guest today, and you're here. You're here for the guest. I'm here for the guest. Yeah, yeah, I'm like. Well, I'm not going to miss this guest. No, you promised that you would be better about arriving for interviews, and you are one for one, my friend. Congratulations. One for one. Huge. Batting thousand. Right. Do you want to yeah. get to the reaction from the last episode, or save that for tidbits, because there are a couple strong reactions. Um, We could save it for tidbits. Yeah. Okay. Or do you, well, well, I mean, we're here. We could talk about it now. All right. Th- that was what the kind of um, you know the have? small upgrades episode where... Mm-hmm. You you know you had a rough time there, I had a rough time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, there you go. You had a rough. Time. <laughs> we both had a rough time. Um, okay, so so I think that there was more of a reaction that leaned towards my side, but it wasn't a hundred percent. So I'll, I'll give you that. Uh-huh, the the best thanks. comment I'm going to paraphrase was from Andrew from Buffalo, New York, and he said, mm. he his reaction is pretty strong, and he he basically said. You know, Carl, you put together all this great content, and then Derek comes and poops all over it. 
You know what I say? To that, I only say you're only enabling Carl's, uh, mm. you know, you know, need to be right. I, right. I don't know if that's going to help. I don't know if it's going to help. Yeah. But and, you know what? Press on. And my reaction was different. Mine was, that is what this podcast is all about. <laughs> that is semi-true. You know? But it, you know what? You know, I'll just do this for him. I'll just agree with everything you say all the time. No, no, no. no. I'll, you, I'll, I told you I was going to give you both sides. So, So, Nick uh posted on facebook he said you know what like if you don't define what's big and small kind of like what you were saying then it's unclear what kind of answers you should give so i side with derek on this one again paraphrasing so so there you go there you go i mean it's all about communication am i right and uh, i think the bnb deserve the clearest form of that that's all i'm saying okay yeah all right well anyway so so good reaction are you feeling better though i mean are you feeling more calm about this whole thing are you I mean, because what they don't know is that there was like another four minutes of that. Argument. I know we edited it way down. <laughs> I, I I called up Carl. I said, Carl, uh, you're gonna look like an idiot, and so am I. We need to edit dial this, this down. back. Yeah, it was it was absurd. So. Okay, well let me let let me uh, transition this conversation because yes, I'll, I'll answer your question by asking you a question. We have an episode coming up, which mm-hmm. is about has to do with falsehoods from uh <laughs> sales clerks from outdoor stores and i think this is gonna be a good episode right that is a okay. great idea actually. yeah no, no no it's it's gonna be good but so we'll kind of each one with our own, own list like we normally do are you going to tell your Bring story the about backpack the backpack again? and I how they said it. yeah yeah is that, are you, you gonna repeat that story again <laughs> Let me tell you a story, guys, about a backpack. Let me tell you what this guy told me, okay? No, I don't, I think we've, uh, no. Okay. I, uh, we can, there's plenty of other stories for that. All right, and speaking of upcoming things, I've got uh, big news. We are releasing to the masses this week, a couple days after this mm-hmm. episode's released, the backpacking movie from our last summer, the backpacking whodunit. It's coming out, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's going to be a, a real treat, yes. let me just tell you long time coming and it's going to be here and we're excited to hear your reactions uh (laughs) trivia question for you so we we kind of go you know i always try to hassle people about leaving comments on the youtube page um we had one on the youtube page we had seven guys um part of the video and six of them have have left comments who's the only one who hasn't left a comment carl is it carl incorrect dang it yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Do you feel like the conversation sure. is it challenging or is it in mockery? It's a little bit of both. I'm okay. not gonna lie. A little bit of both. Yeah. No, I'll 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 tell you what, I vow I'm gonna vow mm-hmm. in front of the B and B to do it in the next forty eight hours. Okay. All right. So you can hold We me shall to that. see about that. Well next episode you can let them know if I succeeded. Correct. Well, we would appreciate you guys watching it and leaving a comment, and you can kind of peruse the comments and see if Derek's left one. But uh, yeah, go ahead, it's fine. We'll find out. We'll find out. All right, so that's kind of it for news. I've, I'm, we're on to the series of unfortunate Canyonlands events. I got a Bible verse for the episode: yeah. Luke fifteen eight and nine. Mm. What woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. So. I always, you know, I always wondered about that story. Yeah. I always wondered, is she OCD? Okay. Number one. And 
does she have a lot of friends? Because am I ever going to call my friends up and be like, Carl, you will not believe what I just did today. I right. found this coin. Now, I'm silver sure coin. Silver more, coin. Silver coin, yeah. So there's far more to it the story, obviously. Coins are a bigger deal back then. Well, silver, but, man. Um, silver, a silver coin is still a big deal now. Silver's a big deal. Yeah. It's, I mean, would you be excited if you found a, a silver coin? It's like 20 bucks, yeah, sure. In your pocket? Yes, I would be excited okay. for silver coin. Would I know you call that me? You have a different budget, so that for you, you no you, boy, no. You don't throw don't give me the, the budget card. Okay. I'm saying throw, throw <laughs> out the window. <laughs> I save everything. What are you talking about? Um, would you call me up and say, Derek, look, I was driving my car and underneath my foot, I found a silver coin. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> would you call me? Seeing as how you don't care about this kind of stuff, no. But I might call another friend. Wow. So who who cares so I'm more? Not worth who's, it. Who's, no, 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 just you're not caring. Who cares? <laughs> I like that you're breaking down the character of the woman. I th- there's actually some parables. I think that you can actually really dig deep into the characters and yeah. their motivations. I'm not sure this is one of them. Uh, this is a parable that's showing the excitement of one who was spiritually lost but now is found through repentance. So yes. here's here's my question to you: How excited are you in life when you were lost and then you find the right way to go? In life, like on the trail, or just in general? Uh, just yeah, in life is my question. In life, um, I I find it very reassuring actually. I I've I've been lost before. I think after I I lived in New Zealand, did a lot of missions work. I came home and felt weird. Didn't go to church for like half a year. And I think once I realized like I need church, I need fellowship, mm, I need yeah. friends. It was very fulfilling and reassuring to me yeah. in my life so it was good not where i thought you'd go with that but yeah i, went I deep. like it i like I went it deep that that's my, might a, be one of your best answers ever it's a nugget to yeah. we call that we call it a gold nugget not a yes. silver but a gold all right well you know what the timing on this is perfect because we because uh we got our, our buddy nate showing up Boom. to help tell the tale of the Canyonlands events <laughs> So we got Nate with us. Nate, how's it going, man? It is going well, Carl and Derek. Thanks yeah. for having me. You sound like you're an actual caller, like we're on a radio show and you're calling in from like the road or something. I don't know. It's more authentic. So Nate's here to, to, to help tell the tale of the Canyonlands legendary story. Let's Which, jump in, man. Yeah. Let's, well, let's, and don't hold back, Nate, by the way, because I got Carl's probably, you know, twisted and, and morphed uh, version of this. So I'm excited to hear your version of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's break it down because not everybody knows Nate. So, uh, Nate, how long have you been backpacking with us? And, like, what's been one of your biggest highlights in the backpacking realm? So I believe it was 2009 was my first trip. Mm. And that was my first ever experience actually backpacking and camping the biggest one of my biggest highlights was probably the second year we had a great time or was it that first year i don't remember when we were at that lake and just jumping off the rocks and oh yeah chilling out that was one of my best memories was it the first year that was the first year that was yeah was that, i think it, that was 2010 the second year was um i think one of derek's least favorite trips with the uh, gravel pit lake so oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what was the yeah, that ending? That was a good trip, but the ending was was awful. Yeah, that was terrible. Okay, so just to clarify it, so that. of all the things we've done over the years, including the recent stuff, we really upped our game. The best time you've had backpacking with us, or the one of the strongest highlights, was the very first trip, just jumping off the rocks into like the coldest lake in the world. 
Yeah. And it's simply because of the new experience of it all. Like mm. those, that memory is so solidified. I mean, I have a lot of other great memories, but yeah, because that was my first experience and it was, it was just exhilarating. It was such a rush and it was so fun to be up there. And even though my, my backpack ended up breaking and it was terrible <laughs> and I thought yeah. all my equipment was messed up. And it was, Wasn't your backpack like, um, like luggage? It was. It was, yeah, I good memory. It was, a Swiss, it was a Swiss army from Target. It didn't have a frame. And uh, yeah, but it was totally worth it. Was it this so is the lake where we laid on the rocks for like two hours and Carl got mad because we took a really long lunch? No, no, no. no, no. Okay, we, we can recount this. Trip. this is, no, 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 that's right one. You're correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, okay. it was the double lunch where we were there. You're not for double two lunch. We were there for a long time. We went up. And trail. so people were eating and then we're like, okay, let's go back and grab our backpacks. And then somebody was like, we're not hiking right now. We're going to eat lunch. I was like, we just, we just were lounging <laughs> I think forever. that was Rocky, if I remember right. <laughs> it was not Rocky. I think he was, somebody whipped out a PBJ or something. I'm know. not going to name any names, but he's on the podcast right now. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> the new guy? Yeah. <laughs> Moving along to the Canyonland story, though. Um, Canyonland's debacle? I don't know how you want to describe this. Here's That's the key. understatement. Yeah. Yeah. Here's oh. the key. The key question I think is my first question. Just before we kind of dive into the the nitty gritty here. Overall, did your kids have a good time? They had a blast. Okay. They they keep talking about. It. They loved it. They they made great friends, and uh, they can't talk stop talking about the bathroom. The bathroom <laughs> they found. <laughs> so, sounds like my kind of kids. Bathroom. <laughs> it had what men's and women's side, Derek. Oh. Incredible. Yeah. It's kind of ritzy. It's kind of ritzy over there. Yeah, they found yeah. this cave that they called the bathroom. I don't think they actually went to the bathroom there, but they were excited to create that. So that's the fun of having the kids along, man. They get excited about that stuff. So that so we gotta keep that in mind as we dive into the details here is that your kids had a great time, my kids yeah. had a great time, Jared's kids had a great time. Like it was positive takeaway experience. Okay. What was your overall reaction? Like this is their first time hiking, backpacking in the desert. Canyonland specifically, like what was your reaction to Canyonlands National Park? It was, it's like my cup of tea. I mm. loved the, all of the views and that type of red rocks are just awesome. Uh, an incredible expanse. You can see forever. There's nothing blocking you because there's nothing many trees. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, the, obviously the huge problem was the lack of water and that that was mm-hmm. a huge cause of setback, uh, as we'll talk about. I'm sure that's right. the that's the downside of it. And but, it's not. There's not always a lack of water. We just happened to go during a time when there wasn't access to water. Just to clarify. Sure. Uh, let's see here. So let's let's go into this like series of unfortunate events kind of stuff. Um, let's we'll start off pre-trip. So I, I, I sent out the gear list and the gear list is a little different, structured a little differently this time. And so I had the category family gear. So <laughs> I, I already feel uh, <laughs> just a tone of patronization coming. No, no, no. I'm, yes, I'm gonna, it's a setup, Derek. No, yeah, I know. I'm taking I, I'm ownership. I, I can empathize with Nate right now. I haven't even asked the question yet. I haven't asked the question. Light should, on us. Let's go. Should I have called that something else? Or was, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> You can be the referee, Derek, because you, you know, you're afraid to go on this trip. So be the referee. <laughs> it, was, it was too hard. It's too hard. I feel like there was like a little bit of confusion there. And so was that, what do you think? Was, the, was that a good category? Should I have called someone else? What do you think? Okay. So remind me, 
because obviously I don't have the memory there of was two gallons of water per person on the family gear or any other part of that list. Two gallons? No, no, no. That's all. Two gallons is a lot per person. But... So that's a hundred percent your fault. No. Okay. Okay. On you. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> here's here's the thought behind the the category is that like every family needs to have this gear, right? So yeah. there were items that were um, not taken that were on the family gear list. I'll just leave that. Now there was it wasn't two gallons for water, but it there was a like bring lots of extra water on the list and it was highlighted in yellow and nothing else was highlighted in yellow on the entire, <laughs> entire list. Oh, ooh, that's, that's, that's looking bad. That's looking it wasn't bad. specific, but because I didn't know if there's going to be water there or not. So it was hard to be super specific. We, we kind of had to wait till, till we got there. So, so you can call me out for not being specific. I will, I will own that. Um, okay. So, but you didn't answer the question. Should I, is, is that clear enough? Like, is it safe to assume that you as the, father with the two kids is going to bring all the items in the family gear or do i need to be more specific are you wait, wait, wait are you are you asking him if you carl should call his kids and be like look guys you need to bring these gear items i mean you're in the family let's go step it up is that what you're saying that what you guys with? are in charge of the stove and the fuel all, all my- <laughs> hey look kids i don't care if you're you know little it doesn't matter i don't care two gallons you know what's gallons. funny carl as yeah. you're mentioning this i'm thinking like family is inclusive of my wife. Right. 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 And because there's not, and I, I really did try to take ownership. Of wait, 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 before you say anything else, are you about to blame your wife for some stuff? Here? No, no, no. <laughs> As she walked in here at all. Okay. So no, that's not it. What I'm saying is it's a shirking of responsibility by seeing that it's like, um, it's not all on me. I can kind of like maybe not exactly f- fulfill all of it. It's a really weird mental game. Okay. This gives me a lot of insight into like interpretation of things. And so I think yeah. I need to be more specific. I think is what it boils down to. So I will do that. I will, I'm, I'm sensing kid. a pattern where- Year you know. per kid, maybe that would be. But I really, do, do you recall anything that I specifically blocked on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Besides the, I took the fuel. Well, I, I initiated that. I anticipated that not everybody's going to bring a stove for their family. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That was totally backhanded when you're like, Hey Nate, what are you doing for a stove? I'm like, well, it was no, 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 no. It was for you and Jared. I didn't, I didn't pick, pick on you. It was for you and Jared, but then there was the first aid kit. I don't think everybody had a first aid kit. And then there was also a map, which became a key player. So those are pretty big things right there. It's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take ownership of that one and, and, and do a better job with the categorization. I'm going to kind of compare you and Jared because you guys had the same setup where you were the lone parent. You had, you each had two kids with you, one girl, one boy. We did the, the kind of traditional pack weigh in prior to leaving. So we had a couple things going on. So your kids had pretty lightweight packs, very smart, but then you had about a 38 pound pack. I think it was a little bit less, which is heavy for you. But then oh, yeah. Jared had a 64-pound pack. <laughs> yeah. Wow. With so, two gallons of water, including two gallons of water, one hanging off each side. Dangling, was, yes. Yeah. Right. So wow. were you just like, what was, what was your internal reaction to that situation? So it was, I had a before reaction and I'll, 
and after reaction. The before reaction was he is way overdoing it. I really thought, I'm like, man, I, I think we have, I have, not we, I have this idea that everything's just going to be okay. Everything is just going to, I'm with Carl, so it's got to work out. So like, Oh, ooh, wow. That's, dude, that is an interesting perspective right there. It's like a false okay. sense of security there. I exactly. Like that. Um, okay. And just to clarify, uh, my pack, so I had my wife with me, my wife, Jessica, and she, she was carrying some of the group gear, some of the water, and, but my pack was still 52 pounds. And so yeah. with additional help, my pack was still like whatever, 14 pounds heavier. So I, you know what, I just kind of observed it, but I also knew that we were relatively close enough to the trailhead, even on our last night or plan last night where I was like, worst case, we can make a run for it. So I wasn't too concerned. I probably should have been more concerned, to be honest. Okay. Um, okay. So night one, you realize you get in your camp, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough water. What's your plan? Like, what are you going to do at that point? What are you thinking? Yeah. So the original plan was to get a decent night's sleep and to wake up, because I always wake up early anyway, and right. at the crack of dawn, yeah. and bust a move back to the trailhead where there was water, a spigot, and fill up my water, get mm -hmm. enough for the remaining day and a half and come back and hopefully not delay any of the rest of the trip by getting back soon enough by what, nine o'clock is my thought, nine or between nine and 10, yeah. be ready to go with all the extra water. That makes sense. Yeah. So it sounds like, a, sounds like a foolproof plan in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, but the back but side of this is that like, I don't think you communicated the plan, the change of plans with, did you, did you communicate that with any of the adults? Uh, no, <laughs> okay. no, I didn't. And I felt terrible about that. And then, but, and then you're also like leaving the kids behind in a safe environment. Like, right. you know, lots of adults are around. There's no scary wild animals that are coming down to attack, but still like you're leaving the kids with, and, the, and they've never been backpacking before. Right. Right. Okay, so hmm. what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Dude, their tent blown off the side of the Yeah, it was windy for that, that night for sure. All right, so, so that night, before you left, I tried to convince you to take the map. I yeah. like, we we're kind of sitting next to each other. I took pictures of the map in front of you, and I've kind of referenced this on the podcast about, like, I'm not a forceful person. I'm not going to force you to do anything. Was there, was there anything I could have said or anything that I could have done that would have made you take the map with you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, is, what was the mentality there? I, I get, I, that's where I get some curious. Like, are you just like, I got it. I don't even know where to go. I just came here from there. There's like two, there was two intersections. Like yeah. what can possibly go wrong? Right. There's absolutely no way because I'm going to go one direction and I'm going to look and I'm going to make sure which direction I go to get back. And I literally made the wrong turn at the first intersection that's a mile away from the trailhead well, let's back up because yeah. because you left her in the middle of the night and yeah and canyon lands is very difficult to navigate during the day you got to really pay attention and walk, watch for those rock cairns and so on but you you did great like you had no problems during the night like there's times when i, I was even asking you on the hike back i was like how did you you know at nighttime even with a headlamp like i don't know if i could see from rock cairn to rock cairn you really had to pay very close attention, be very focused. And you said you had mm -hmm. no problems during the nighttime, correct? That is not true. Not entirely true. Okay. Like it was, I was on my A game, but I had to be. 
on the whole trip. And I had a really bright headlight that I had on low beam when I didn't need to find the next Karen that was like 500 feet away. Those are the Mm. ones that are brutal. Oh yeah. yeah. And I would shine, I would turn it on so not to waste too much battery when I needed to see that one that was really far away. And that's the way I made it. And I made a couple little mistakes where I ran into a branch that was covering a dead end, you know, mm. and I turned around. And so right. I was very conscious of that uh, to make sure that, you know, I was not making wrong turns because I didn't have any time and I didn't have any way to, to mess up. So- the real crux of the situation came on the way back. You, you mentioned there's two junctions and you came to one of the junctions on the way back. Now it's daytime. So now, you know, not the light's not an issue. And what happened? I remembered what I thought was the right way. But then I also remembered what Carl said about the direction beyond our first campsite. There was the arch. Place. Oh yeah. It so a, so yeah, so we arch. were, we were going towards Druid Arch. We didn't, we didn't get there, but a place called Druid Arch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there was, there were literally two different ways to go to Druid Arch. Correct. I saw the one way it said Druid Arch this way. And it said uh, a certain mileage. There was another one It is literally the fork and it said Druid Arch this way. It's a shorter distance to on, to go to the right way. The, the fork to the right, the fork to the wow. left was the longer distance. For some reason I just decided, well, the fork to the left is the right way. Or I didn't even really pay attention that there right, was, right. I don't even think I actually clued in. I just saw the Druid Arch first one was this way i went about 500 feet and i was literally i'm not seeing my tracks that i should be seeing why am i not seeing my tracks and i yeah. literally had the thought to myself i can't go back i can't be proven wrong that i needed a map mm. and so i didn't <laughs> turn around the ego's coming in the ego. worse worse yeah. by every step instead of just second guessing myself and saying i'm going to go back and look and I'm like, oh no, that was windy that night, so the wind just blew away on all the tracks. Oh, totally wrong. Yeah, totally just yeah. made myself made a lot, made up lies. Yeah. Side question: Like yeah, a minute or two ago, I heard some interesting background sounds. Is somebody moving furniture in the background there? Or? Um, not now. Okay, not now. This would not be the first time wife. we've interviewed somebody where furniture is being moved. Oh just, yeah. yeah, that was a good interview. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what this boils down to, what what Nate's getting at is. So we were hiking towards the, the Druid Arch, but that was not our, our destination. And so he, we hit a junction where the, there was literally two different ways to go to the Druid Arch, and he chose the shorter way, which makes mm. sense because if we were going there, then you'd want to get there faster and have you know the shorter distance, right? right? The problem was that we weren't there or like close to the Druid Arch, and so we were actually closer to the, you know, the other junction that he did not take. The one that he came from, but didn't return on. And so that's, that was the crux of the situation. As a result, like back at camp, we had, you know, we were just kind of waiting forever for Nate. Nate ended up taking the long loop around without the map, still figured out how to get back to camp, which was very impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. The problem was that even though Nate was bringing back extra water, because it was taking so long, our kids were basically playing hard in the desert. It's warm out. They're, they're burning calories. They're sucking down water like crazy. And so the, the water that he returned with was not going to be sufficient for the rest of the trip. Right. Basically the way that, because we still had like miles to go to hike that day too. So, so after all that hiking in yeah, the night ahead. and the day, you come back and you, you, you're like, I'm still short water. 
Like, how did, what's going through your mind at that point? Are you just like, God. so at that point, I had kind of a moment of despair in thinking yeah. like this is was the dumbest decision of it, of my life in a while. Like not of my life, <laughs> but in a, in a while. Like to leave my kids. I know, obviously, I trust Carl and Jessica right. and Jared, but right. it's just not smart not to leave in the middle of the night. They've never been camping overnight. Like it was just right. I got you know too wound up, and so that was playing into it of and not being back at camp. And what's going to happen? They're going to send a search and rescue out for me. Another, you know, Jared and Rocky. And this is total payback for me telling them that they didn't do the right thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's just like all these tormented thoughts, right? With all that said, getting back and finding them, I didn't really care. I didn't really care what we did for the rest of the time. I was glad my kids were safe. I was glad. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Well said. It was all good. And I didn't have this, you know, monumental. Yeah, I think I'd feel the same way because I just like, man, I just got to get back to my kids. Like, I know yeah. I screwed up, but I just like, I got to get back to my kids. So Derek, let me ask you this question. So you were kind of the one that wasn't a part of um, either of our debacles this, for this year. So mm. what, what's the, what's worse? We had uh, Jared and Rocky who had maps. They had multiple maps, but still were unable to navigate correctly. Yeah. Um, or Nate who refused to take a map and did not navigate or like navigated semi-correctly. Oof. I mean, I hear both of those stories and I think apples and oranges because I'm thinking okay. like, here's Rocky and Jared with maps. Uh, they're still getting lost. I, 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 I don't know. That one kind of blows me away in itself. Okay. But then I guess for, for Nate, I think, I feel like it would be a simple fix because I feel like he has a good sense of direction anyway. Mm. I mean, but at the same time, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm good with direction, but this is a new place. It's kind of funky. It's at night. Let me just take the dang map just in case because I don't want to like, create a situation so i would not be surprised well i would be surprised if in the future if this type of situation arises again he'd be like please give me the map like right. there'd be no question right but i think yeah they're just apples and oranges so so just to sum up this story in my mind is completely it's interesting but it's kind of pointless unless we can learn something from it all right so taking multiple families backpacking is not a common event like, you know, having multiple families like, that are not strung together by some organization like the Boy Scouts, this is not common. So there's not a lot of models for success here that I can follow. So what are some of the things that we should consider for the future that could make this type of an event better? What do you think, Nate? I would suggest that it is a requirement for each family to make a trip solo. Mm without anybody else, because then you are self-sufficient. You are not, you cannot rely on Carl's expertise and Ever. use that as a crutch. Ever. I definitely wouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> no it's problem such a there. weird mental thing, but it is because you've been the godfather of our trip <laughs> forever. Like, of, course, the you know, of course you're going to protect us, Carl. St you're Carl. Right. So, you're stroking like, his ego unnecessarily. Um, uh, I, you know, but, <laughs> but I see, I see your point. Like, you know, it's, it's easy to get complacent because it's like, Oh, Carl will have extra this or Carl will, you know, Carl, let me know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could see that. And I think it's, you know, it's one thing if it's just the guys, but I think it's, it definitely gets trickier. I can see after hearing this, like when you have kids involved, it's like, different ball game different ball just game. like make sure i handle my own you know right but um that no i at def, interesting perspective so i 100 percent agree with you um you know kind of doing like the practice trip for sure and so i'm actually going to require that if we do a bigger 
three-day trip, especially if there's kind of some variables like hanging lands involved. Uh, so we had a listener named Ned, I believe, who he just mm. told me straight up, like, like he requires everybody in his group to have a map or I guess a navigational tool. So, or what, like they can't go on the trip. Right. And I don't know how to make that happen for our group because I think we might have a couple guys that are just like, no, I don't even know how to read a map. Why would I take one? <laughs> you just have to buy like extra maps and bring them. Yeah. Every yeah. I'll, I'll get paid back for that. Right. Oh <laughs> yeah. You'll get it. That's for like 13 bucks a piece, man. Those are expensive. Square cash. Square cash. <laughs> and then Derek and I had this conversation about, should we finally pull the trigger on the Garmin in reach? And so I'm going to run this by you guys because the timing of this is amazing. Literally a couple hours before we start recording this podcast, I go to my mailbox. I have an REI booklet with like, you know, REI sale coming. On the back, it says Garmin in reach, $100 off. I got the same magazine, by the way. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Well, did you see that? Yeah. You have, so I'll ask both of you guys, should we ask the group, do we want to kind of all go in on this device, whether it's, you know, with or without kids, so we have this safety net? What do you guys think? And that's just, well, I think the guy, some of the guys might want to be like, well, what's, what are the details of this product, right? Like, is it? Yeah, like, like they want me to spell it out for them, like they can't research on their own, is that what you're saying? Yeah, right, because they're not going to go on the internet. It'd be too hard. <laughs> so, you know, what, is it just like it's going to keep you from getting lost? It like, you know, shows you the waypoints of the map. Like, what is, what is it? Get Locator like beacon, uh, emergency button is, is, is kind of the <laughs> lightweight. Those are the key features there. I haven't done all the research. I just know that this is like, I researched it a long you time ago. You haven't done all the research. So well, we I did a long time ago. I'm just, so we're going to throw money at something. Let me just We're going to throw money at something that you haven't even done research on. That makes sense. That's what you want you, me to do. Yeah. That's yeah. What I will, to do. Correct. I will, I will do zero research on this and I'll just, Got it. I'll just throw money at it. I'm going to throw your money too. So yeah, it makes sense. I'm going to ask you, Nate, since Derek is just going down an incorrect rabbit hole. So, Nate, what do you think about that question? <laughs> you know, it's, I got to tell you my my deep gut reaction to that. Okay. Is do it. Like do it. A satisfactory, emphatic, yes. Mm, okay. In a way that's like, why? If this technology is there, why would we not do this? That's the question. Like right. this is available for us to save in these two times in one year, we've had right. potentially catastrophic situations. Right. Like this is the answer. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, the year's not up yet. So we, we could go for the trifecta. trifecta? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, I feel like our group needs at least four or five more <laughs> incidents, you know? Right. Okay. Uh, so you're asking why not? I mean, it's boils down to being stingy with money, which is, you know, which was me and then knowing that it's a hassle to get paid back for some of the stuff. So it's gotten better actually in the last couple of years, but generally speaking, it can be a hassle. So, so Nate, in the end, some of the things that you said, Derek and I are going to kind of respond to on our own, but I think that, um, I think that there's, there's some, some things that you shared that we, we definitely want to break down and talk about and I need to take ownership of. Yeah. yeah you definitely do. appreciate your uh, willing to, you know, you being willing to share the story and, you know, kind of the authenticity of some of the concerns you had kind of, you know, going to and from camp and trying to get water and trying to be helpful, but at the same time feeling the risk involved with that. And so we, yeah, hopefully that, hopefully there's a helpful takeaway here. And I don't think we're the only ones doing like multi multi-family trips. They're just not as common. And so always trying to learn, always trying to get better. Thanks for coming on with us, man. I appreciate it. That was good. Awesome. You're welcome. Good, buddy. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah. Great.
Okay, so you weren't on the trip, Derek. No. What were your, yeah, what were some takeaways? I had a couple takeaways. Um, one, you know, just after hearing how much, how easy it was for him to get lost in, you know, that short of amount of space, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of the whole Moses in the desert with the Israelites and how they got lost in the <laughs> desert for 40 years. I'm like, I could, no, it makes more sense now, you know, I know. Um, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, what I took away really was more, you know, yeah, I could see how it's it can be such a big issue with kids and like the safety and all that stuff. And like we can't do things how we normally would do them without the kids, obviously. Right, right. Um, but then, you know, I did I did like that he I was seeing a trend, you know, when he was mentioning and you were mentioning like I could have done better with the categorization and the you're ta- mm-hmm. I'm taking ownership of this and I could have communicated this better. It kind of reminded me, like, you know, maybe there's a trend going here. You know, I know we just did this uh, recent episode with Upgrades, and we had some communication issues. And now here again, (laughs) here again, we have communication issues with another member. So I don't know if there needs to be some self-reflection time on the trail for you or not. But So, and and just kind of funny note on that is that that there was this other family that was supposed to go, and they would have gone the other way with it, where they would have said, okay, family gear, it says we need to bring a stove. Carl, do I need to bring a stove? Yes, you need to bring all the yeah. gear under the family gear list. Great. Carl, it says to bring yeah. a water filter. Do we need to bring a water filter? Yes, you need to bring everything. <laughs> and then, like, like to just On lots of list. clarifications. So kind of the, the opposing side of things. But, but and you know what? Like, I don't know. You guys did the pre-pack weigh-in, right? So, I mean, you're all mm-hmm. there. And it might even be like, hey, it's better to bring some of this gear. And then either like, okay, well, oh, we have, like, three extra water filters okay maybe i don't need to bring that's the time to be like okay maybe we don't need to bring this but like at least you have that opportunity to clarify and and, yeah and really during the pack way and like i could have stepped in and like what why is your pack only 38 pounds like why is your pack 25 pounds lighter than everybody i knew that i knew he didn't have enough water but i also knew that we were gonna be close enough where we could have gone back but i was thinking he was gonna run out more on the last day not after the first night so i didn't quite anticipate that okay the point that i really want to highlight though is he mentioned that he wasn't that concerned and he wasn't that prepared because he'd had so many successful backpacking trips and he's like, Carl will figure it out because I, you know, plan all these trips and we had a streak for years of, of success, even overcoming, you know, minor obstacles and so forth. And so that created this like safety net of security that was false. Right. 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 And you get complacent. And I think, oh, I got my kids on, but I know what I'm doing. I'm good. Right. You know? so, and I think that that is foolish, honestly. And I so mean, there were some things prior to the trip that I did emphasize that yeah. I realized were going to be important where I'm like, you need to stay with your kids. Like, the, you know, we're going to be hands on the rocks and stuff. You need to be with your kids. And to their credit, um, Nate and Jared, they did a great job doing that. So that was not a problem. We actually all stayed together. So there were no problems with that whatsoever. So I just need to be more mindful of things when I can, you know, I need to figure out what are going to be some potential issues. I need to really highlight those in those circumstances. I don't, I'm not really a veteran desert hiker. This is only, what was that? My third or fourth trip. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I've got all this experience, but. Well, I mean, what'd you think about Nate's idea, you know, about like each family should have to do like a solo hike with their family ahead of time, which I think is a good idea. Yeah, if we're just doing like an overnighter with families, like, you know, we can figure it out. And I've done those a few times. But for like a full-on trip with multiple families involved, multiple days, totally agree. You know, doing a run through, you kind of figure out what you need, what you don't need, that kind of thing. So uh, that's going to yeah. be a requirement from now on, folks, for anybody that who might go with us, bringing kids. That's that's new, and we're sticking with yeah. it. What did you think about the requirement to take it? Everybody needs a map. Like, 
regardless of the trip. Uh, I mean, a hundred percent. I think the more maps, I, I mean, I don't think ever having too many maps is a bad thing, but you don't always have a map though, right? No, but I get the Garmin thing too. Okay. So I, I usually take a map with me. I don't think I did last year cause I knew we had two and I had the Garmin, so I felt okay. But, um, I prefer having a map and I think that especially if you have a family and a kids and you're going to a place that is known to be difficult to navigate that's new oh my gosh right. absolutely i'm bringing a map yeah side side story in that too this is a really weird thing that happened because jared was like i'm gonna bring a map i don't need to buy it ahead of time we're we're all meeting up at the visitor center so right. i'll just get it at the visitor center right sure this has never happened before but we showed up to the visitor center like around right around noon and so he goes inside to buy a map and they're like, hey, we're going to be closed for an hour. Just like randomly, <laughs> like major visitor center, middle of the day, they closed for an hour. Wait, I was like, what? I was like, oh, Jared, like, I don't want to wait an hour to start our hike. And so, uh, so he kind of rolled with it. So I don't. That's, yeah. that's, see, that's one of those like random yeah, like, uh, road flag. Yeah, for sure. So I think I'm going to try, I'm going to put that on the gear list. Everybody's going to have a map. We'll see. We'll see if actually people follow through with that. We'll find out. That'd be huge. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to like play the game of, oh, Carl, I'm going to get a map, you know, at the visitor center or at the ranger station. And then we show up, you know, really early, really late. I don't want to play that game again. So we'll see if it actually happens. But let me, okay, let me ask you a question though. Like, let's say everybody brings a map. That doesn't necessarily mean like, let's say Nate or anybody took the map and then went back. But like, if they're not used to reading the map and understanding the map, do you mm-hmm. think that pride could get in the way and be like, well, I should have probably clarified with somebody, you know, like what this means. And I, I didn't know I was going to go so, uh, up so much uphill and blah, 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 blah. Like I could see things getting still kind of like, you know, off, off the rails. If you, let's say you bring the map, but you don't really know how to interpret the map. But you could always ask somebody else on the trail. But really what it boils down to is that's how you get good True. as you, pull the map out of the junctions you yeah. pull the map out of you know mountain passes look down try to figure out how the three-dimensional stuff works on a two-dimensional piece of plastic and so right anyway right. so i think i'm going to require that those are some kind of learning experiences but definitely a series of unfortunate events for sure so yeah glad everyone's okay though yeah. all that said we we got some trivia my friend let's do it let's do some trivia right after this Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear. 
which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right. Are you ready for some desert trivia, my friend? Bring it. Bring it on. Bring it. Okay. Can you name no. three desert national parks besides Canyonlands? Ooh. Um, Two biggies exist in your state, my friend. Oh, Joshua Tree. Yep. Um, I, think it- I love asking you national park questions because your answers are awesome. I sense uh, patronization there. Uh, wow. Um, Mojave. There's a Mojave. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Keep going. This is a national preserve. What are you talking about? It's not a national park. Uh, it's a preserve. Okay. Well, I don't think it's a preserve either. It's a desert, but it's not a national park. Mojave National Preserve. You've never heard of that? It's not a national park. Keep going. I mean, uh, wow. Okay. Um, let me think. Let's see. Yosemite? I don't know. Isn't there, isn't like, is that desert? Is that considered <laughs> no. desert? I'm not going to say that. Uh, I wanted to say Moab, but that's not really. Yeah, it's near where Canyonlands is. That's kind of more like jumping off it's point, jumping where... off town to all sorts of stuff, but it's not a national park. Okay. Give me, no, I'm not familiar with this. No, yeah, you, you get one. I mean, I'm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the other one in your, in your state is Death Valley. And no, no, you got, you got Zion, you got Bryce Canyon. Capital Reef mentioned on the podcast. Oh, uh, Capital Reef. Reef yeah, we got, there's, lot, there's lots of good ones out there for sure. So you're not going to count Mo- Mojave, huh? It's too bad. It's in California. It's desert, but it's a preserve. I could still hike there. Right. So Not a national. Can you name a vegetation or tree of some, some kind that is native to the desert that is not a cactus? Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Okay, there you go. Just trying to there go Captain go. Obvious route, see if you can pay attention to your own answer. You were, my friend. You are one for two. I'm not good with these desert ones. These are these are kind of foreign to me. These are good. Last question. Canyonlands, Canyonlands requires you, this is a requirement, to take a couple pieces of gear that you don't normally need to take when you're backpacking in the mountains. Can you name either piece of gear? We've talked about both of them. And highlighted both of them on podcast episodes before. Mm. Well, I mean, now you have to have a. I think you have to have a face mask. That's for sure. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's not, not, that's not specific to Canyonlands. I think that's that's a lot of national parks are doing that. So, I, so I'll, okay. I'll, so I'll that, guess again. But that's a good answer. I like your answer. Ooh, um, like this is always true, not just true during the COVID year. Unex like gear that would be required. Required is the key word here in the mountains. Is one of them, and then the other ones, just yeah. Uh, is it like a navigation? No, it's not like a navigation device of some kind, other than a map. Okay, one of them's are, one of your favorites is the wag bag, the wag bag. Oh, the wag bag. That's right. Yep, and the other one is the uh, the bear canister. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is weird. That's the one that. That is a weird one. Yeah, you take exception to that. Yeah, how many how many bears have broken or gotten campers food in Canyonlands? Do they ever do they ever like explain why that's mandatory? Yeah, yeah no, I yeah we had this, for the other this conversation a while ago. So they say that bears can come down into the park at some times, but they've never had a bear take a camper's food. And I said, if you've never had that, then why do we that's... have to have the, the you know the bear canisters? And they say because so we ridiculous. never want to have that experience. 
And so my question is, and why aren't we bringing, bringing bear spray <laughs> and all sorts of things that are required elsewhere to, to avoid all possible experiences? But I kind of yeah. agree with you. That's a little weird. Boom, there you go. There you go. Failed failed uh, desert trivia. Good try. But bonus question points for the face mask. So pass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> points for me. Okay. Got a couple tidbits to wrap things up. Um, yeah. We have a listener from... We have more than one listener, but one that's been contacting us recently cassie from i think central illinois mm. she's been yeah. kind of catching up on episodes she was the one that left a awesome review for us and was kind of asking about more female guests and we have one coming up so yes yeah but uh, i just want to give her a shout out because she actually leads a like an outdoor group called outdoor enthusiasts and she said that yeah, yeah backpacking and kind of adventuring is not as common out there as it is in you know in our parts, I suppose. And so people mm. kind of give her sideways glances. And so I just say, keep on doing what you're doing. If you're looking for some adventure and you live in Illinois, check out the outdoor enthusiast group That's right. and you can reach out to me and I'll try to connect you if you're, if you're interested. Good for you, Cassie. Yeah. You tell them nay, nay, I will press on. Right. Good for right. you. So, um, well, we have it. We have a, well, we have a, a female coming on, but we also have, I think my daughter's coming on as well. So right. that's, you keep on saying that, but we got to actually record that my friend. Yeah. We got to do that. Yeah. She's been bugging me. So, yeah. We have a couple, so um, the whole random gearbox, we're, we're giving out these random things to folks that are willing to write reviews. Uh, we've got a couple more that we actually, like this is like one of our, you know, like a big review month for us, which is, we only got a couple, but that's big for us. So uh, mm-hmm. we had one from S'more to Explore, also known as Craig, and one from Chad Brow. Uh, Chad called <laughs> us like a married couple, like bickering, and um, Craig says he likes the banter and nothing really like specific or noteworthy just really appreciate the reviews and so if you guys want to reach out we will pull some things out of our random gearbox and send it off to you guys and and really you don't even have to leave a review review we appreciate for sure but if you just click the star rating especially for the apple podcast app we'd appreciate that too and with that my friend that's all i got okay buddy i'm proud of you way to uh (laughs) way to bring us home uh, guys, thanks. That'll do it for us. We will see you next time on the B&B. And if you need some extra water from Carl in the Canyonlands, uh, don't check his bladder because he doesn't keep it there. See you. I want to fly around the world. So, yeah, I, you know, this is what I'm talking about, okay? This is a couple episodes now where Carl's not communicating, and I really, I really worry about him, you know. So, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get him. I'm going to look for some apps. I'm going to. If you guys have any counselor, psychology numbers, psychotherapy numbers, medication lines that I can get, anything, uh, let's get Carl on board. You know, it's all about it's all about the communication, and that's that's what it's all about. For in the morning, join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.